Well, welcome to Mosaic Church at home. If you're regular to Mosaic or you're brand new, it's great to have you in my house and huge, huge welcome to you. Uh, we're asking the question today, how to be a Christian during a crisis. Uh, we're wondering sort of what sort of difference does faith make during times like this. And last week I, I looked at four things and I've got another three things for us to look at together this coming week. So just to recap, uh, in case you missed last week, it talks about four things. Number one, to have hope instead of fear. You have uh, hope when you believe in something or someone uh, to come through for you, to give you help and comfort and strength and relief. And Disney tells you that you just got to look inside for that, like take a, a really deep dive and you somehow will find the inner strength and resolve and courage um, to pull through. I think Christianity is a little bit more honest than that and says, actually, if you look deep down, you probably won't like what you find, let alone hope for the future. And so for the Christian, I believe we're very honest and we say that we really need to look outside of ourselves to find hope. And we look primarily to the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus is our hope and our light. Um, he is the hope and light of the world. Why? Well, chiefly because we believe he is God, a God who's full of love and comfort and hope. And so if you're fearful in this time, turn to Jesus. Uh, read about him in the Gospels. They're in the New Testament. They're stories uh, of his life and death and resurrection. Talk to him. Reach out to him. Don't, you don't have to pretend. And so we said, let's find hope in God instead of being fearful. Secondly, we talked about having wisdom instead of foolishness. So please, as you're spending all this time at home, do not disappear into Netflix. Apparently it takes um, about eight years to do the entire content. Please do not make that your goal. So redeem the time. And the amazing author J.R.R. Tolkien, author of The Fellowship of the Ring, wrote these beautiful words when all seemed lost. He said, I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, asked Gandalf. And so do all who live in to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. We have to decide to use our time wisely. We need to redeem our isolation. We need to put money into our spiritual bank. And I encourage us to limit our screen time, to filter unhelpful media and to avoid stuff that really just sort of feeds our anxiety. Thirdly, we talked about relationships instead of individualism. And we're just calling us as a church family to make sure that we connect to God. And we do that every day. Um, really want us to use our prayer calendar and the stuff that we've got, um, perhaps devotional guides to come to God each day. Secondly, we just encouraged everyone to join us here, Church at Home, on a Sunday, 10.45am. Please make that a priority. So pleased that so many of you are joining in with this today. And then thirdly, we encourage you to meet with your mission groups online. Uh, we encourage you to uh, make sure that you are 
meeting together regularly and if anything I'd encourage you if you're able to is to to meet right after this service and we're actually going to post some questions and stuff for you to talk about together uh, in the comments part of this web page so relationships instead of individualism and, and fourthly we talked about kindness instead of self-protection Christians through the centuries have stepped into danger and shown the kindness of God in these times. Just reading this week about Father Giuseppe Baradelli, who died in hospital after he handed over his respirator that his parishioners had actually clubbed together to buy for him. And he gave that to a younger fellow patient and sadly he died. And uh, locals who were living under lockdown reportedly applauded from their windows as his coffin was taken for burial. We're going to see some incredible acts of kindness and I'd love for us as a church family to be um, looking to do that as well. One of the biggest needs in our city that I'm aware of right now is in food banks. Uh, Food banks don't have enough uh, things to give out and they're also really struggling for volunteers because many of their normal volunteers are elderly and therefore at risk. So love it, church family. Um, You can go to... uh, the food bank websites, you can email them, but let's have a whole ton of us step forward and show kindness in these times. And so I've got three things for you um, to follow up on those four, um, and hopefully you'll find them helpful as we navigate these times. So number five, I want to call us as a church family to be connected instead of isolated. Um, I'm currently using the Lectio 365 devotional app, and Pete Gregg, who authors that, reminded me just this week of the story of Jesus and the menstruating woman. And it just connected with me and seems so relevant. So I just want to read from the Bible right now. If you've got a Bible, please do get that out now or on your phone. Um, If you're at home, uh, you hopefully have got a Bible uh, nearby. And I want you to turn to Luke uh, chapter 8. It's in the New Testament. Uh, Luke wrote an account of the life of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 8, going from uh, second bit of verse 42, he describes the scene. He says, as Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. And in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. You know, this story revolves around a woman who had been socially isolating herself for 12 years. Actually, the truth of the matter is society had shamed and shunned her for the last 12 years or so because she was seen as unclean. She'd been categorised with people like lepers and even the dead. She was an untouchable. And to be near her was to catch sin from her, this uncleanness. And suddenly, I think many of us know what it feels a little bit to be isolated. If you live in the West, you know, we're surrounded by face masks and social distancing that makes us feel separate from others. I know as I just walk around my neighbourhood, people 
it's like the parting of the Red Sea seems to sort of move out of my way. Perhaps it's just me, but I have noticed that a lot. And it just makes me feel quite alone. And uh, if you actually do live alone uh, or you're having to self-isolate, then these are very lonely times. And so in the middle of this sort of 12 years of feeling isolated from society, this woman reaches out and touches Jesus and is instantly healed. And he immediately notices and he suddenly is looking around the crowd. He wants to he wants to know a face. He wants to know a name. He wants to connect relationally. He wants this personal encounter. And given what she'd been through for so many years, it's no wonder that she sort of backed off and didn't want to put her hand up and say it was me. But reluctantly, she comes trembling and kneels at the feet of Jesus. Her touch was supposed to infect Jesus, but instead his touch healed her and restored her. In an instant, she moved from isolation to connection. Listen, if you're watching this and you are not connected to Jesus, you're not in a relationship with Jesus, perhaps now is the time to consider him seriously. He's not going to turn you down. He's offering purpose and life in these really remarkable times. He's going to be able to speak into your life and into your situation like no one else can. He's going to be able to diagnose your real problems and offer a way through. You know, if you've got a Christian friend, why don't you ask them about their faith? Why don't you ask them how relationship with Jesus works for them or Contact us here at Mosaic. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. We're actually planning right now to start in just a couple of weeks an online uh, alpha course. And we'd love to invite you to that. We'll give details in the next week or so. But alpha is an introductory course to Christianity. It runs over about six weeks and will be so easy to do online. So you can do it from wherever you are and just connect in uh, a certain time and be able to talk together really open and honestly about what it is to be a Christian and what it is to understand the Christian faith. Listen, if you're alone and isolated right now, perhaps this is a really challenging moment for you. Then follow in the footsteps of this woman and reach out to Jesus. See and touch him in his word, in the Bible. He promises to be with us always, to talk to him, listen to him, connect to him. And listen, if you are a Christian already, The harder the challenge we face, the deeper the revelation of Jesus and his love for us needs to be. Amen. I mean, literally, the more difficult life gets, the deeper our understanding and knowledge and experience of the person of Jesus and his love for us needs to be. So go in the deep end during this time. In these unprecedented times, we're only going to get through this um, if we seek more of Jesus and help each other do that. So look, connected instead of isolated. Sixthly, I want to call you to be anchored instead of shipwrecked. The reality is we're in a storm right now and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, but there will be a moment when it's over. And when a storm hits, it either tends to strengthen you or you get taken out. We don't want to see anyone taken out. And for me, I've just been reflecting, I guess, of what these unprecedented times are doing in my own heart. Like there's stuff that's going on inside of me that I've needed to sort of force myself to pay attention to. 
I needed to sort of identify what's shaking, what are some of the triggers that are going off on the inside and then find a scripture to anchor myself to it. And it's actually a really helpful exercise. Um, I've stolen it from my uh, good friend Jimmy Cyber, um, who's a pastor in the US. But listen, let me be honest with you. This is what's going on for me and I hope it helps you just understand what's going on in your heart. My triggers in this storm are one, fear of rejection. So I, w- I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. I hate rejection. I don't like disappointing people. I don't like getting things wrong because it's an opportunity for people to reject me. And listen, for me, church life has been completely turned upside down. So there's lots of opportunities for us to get this stuff wrong and experience rejection. So I just feel very vulnerable with that right now. Uh, control is another trigger for me. So I like to box things up. I like to sort of limit it. I like to control my world. Um, and I tend to do that when I feel a little bit frayed around the edges. Um, because I'm an overly responsible sort of person, I can tend to want to control everything and deal with every problem and answer every call. And it is wearing me out. Thirdly, um, there's just insecurity in me and it's related to the fear of rejection. But, you know, I just deep down, um, I want to impress people. I want to look like I know what I'm doing. I want to present an image of myself that is not the reality sometimes um, because I want people to like me. And it's been incredible taking the church online and suddenly the whole world can see how we're doing has really sort of raised the bar on my own insecurities. And the fourth trigger uh, that's in my life is escapism. If I'm not overworking and being overly responsible, then I sort of flip the other way and I just want to run away from problems and pressure. And I cope by immersing myself in stuff that just makes me feel numb. And that just isolates me from God and isolates me from my family. Does no one any good whatsoever. So listen, what do I do? Well, I need to find some anchors and scriptures, some things in the storm that are solid. So in my rejection, always go to Isaiah 49. Um, Isaiah writes this, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, God says, I will not forget you. See, I've engraved your name in the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. So I need to find acceptance from the one who will never forget me and has written my name. Matt Hatch is written on the palms of God. When I feel control, I always turn to Zechariah 4 verse 6. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Maturity is dependency. So I need to trust in God's power, not my own. When I'm feeling insecure, I run to Romans 5 verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, the answer to my need to be loved is by encountering God's love for me again and again and again. And, you know, when I want to escape, Galatians 2.20 is my anchor point. I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. You know, it reminds me that I uh, am called to live a surrendered life, that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. In obedience to him, 
is where I need to go, not lived on my own terms. And so literally just this week, just wrote out my journal, like what are my triggers? I wrote down four triggers, put them in a column, then next to it, wrote down my anchor points, the scriptures I go to, and then I wrote down the result or what I wanted to receive in those moments. And I think we're going to put it on the screen for you here. But here's my world. Here's my life. Here's what I find when I go looking around and uh, I see fear of rejection. So I go to Isaiah 49. And when I read that, I receive acceptance from God. When I feel like I want to control Zechariah 4 and I receive a fresh sense of dependency on God. When I feel insecure, run to Romans 5 verse 5 and receive the love of God fresh for me. And when I want to escape, Galatians 2.20, and I surrender my life afresh. Take some time this week to think about what your triggers are. Take some time to think about what your anchor points in scripture are. And then get ready to receive what God has for you. We want to be anchored, not shipwrecked during this season. Amen. I really hope you're saying amen along with you. If you just didn't say that out loud, let me give you another chance. We want to be anchored instead of shipwrecked. Amen. Wonderful, can feel leads reverberating with the word amen. And seventhly and lastly, I want to call us to boldness instead of timidity. So I've already said that it's really important that we show kindness instead of uh, self-protection, but I just want to take things a little bit further because we also believe that we have a message of hope that does more than meet people's physical and emotional needs, but meets their spiritual longings. And I feel like this is a moment for us uh, where the normal barriers to faith are being eroded, they're being sort of broken down. And we need to be bold. We need to point to Jesus in this time, not just to our own niceness, if you understand what I mean. One writer, Mark Sayers, he wrote in his book about a year ago, Reappearing Church, uh, some really sort of prophetic and timely things. He said this, the secularist life script. So sort of like the way most people live in which humans attempt to live without having to confront the great questions of life, creates insulation against faith. However, this insulation is not as secure as it may seem. And remarkably, he says this, if we endured a global flu pandemic, like the one in the early part of the 20th century that killed millions of people around the world, how we view and process our personal potentials and possibilities would be deeply shaken. Think about how different your life would be. Consider how you would have to readjust your life and how you would access community and relationships. He's saying that our normal way of life has acted in the past like a barrier or insulation against our true spiritual need for God. But these in this time are being torn down. Normal life is now devoid of some of the luxuries and hobbies that inoculated people in the West from acknowledging acknowledging that they are created beings made for one thing, relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's be bold, not timid in these times when people ask us questions of how we're holding up and how we're coping. Then we've got in our minds, think of what Peter told us to do in 1 Peter 3 verse 15. He said, but in your hearts, Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So share your story. Talk about your fears and how God is helping you. Offer to pray for people. Ask people 
Like, what are you trusting in in these times? Do you have confidence in those things? You know, people may want to talk about God in, in a way that they've never done so before. I leafleted my street earlier this week just with uh, a little thing, just talking about uh, how we can serve the neighbourhood and what we can do to help. And just two days ago, I got a call from a neighbour I'd never met before, 84 years old, just saying, um, listen, um, if someone's in need and you go to the shops to buy something for them and they don't have it, then please call me and I will look into my larder and if I can give them something, I will. And I was just like blown away by her kindness. But then she said, said this, she said, and God bless you, Matt. But by the way, I don't believe in God. And it, it's just a really sort of unusual thing to say, but I think that speaks of the times that we're in, that perhaps the walls that have insulated people from questions of faith are being broken down. And I just want you to make the most of this opportunity. So invite people to listen to these talks. Be honest about your faith, talk about your doubts, but also talk about how your faith anchors you firm and fixed. Christianity is always at its best when people are giving, given a tangible experience of the love of Jesus. But let's also use our words. Be respectful and gentle, don't be weird, uh, but surely it's now that we're to be bold. So listen, we're in a 40 days of breakthrough. We're still in that. Um, and I think a lot of us have been praying that God would break through the apathy and the deadness to spirituality in our culture. And perhaps somehow God is going to use this season to open people up. People are shaken. They need to know an unshakable God. So three things this week. Um, I'm calling you to be connected instead of isolated. Let's turn to Jesus. You can connect to him. Uh, sixthly, be anchored instead of shipwrecked. Think about your triggers. Think about your anchor points and think about what you're going to receive from God. And seventhly, let's be bold instead of timid. Let's be kind, but let's also share the reason for the hope that we have. I'd love to pray for us. So why don't you just take a moment to bow your head when you just close your eyes, we're going to turn to God and perhaps you've never done this before. But just close your eyes. Take a moment to think about Jesus. And let me pray for us. Father, help me be wise in these crazy times. I want to connect to Jesus. I'm so, so grateful that he love me, died for me, and wants relationship with me right now. Just step towards you, Jesus, in my own heart. Help me trust you and the Bible when the storm feels like it's raging. And God, I pray for every single person listening to this right now, that they would have boldness and courage to speak about you to those who they know and love. Holy Spirit, you're so welcome. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. You're coming right now to me, to us, to bring your comfort and your power to live this out. 